Hi everyone, the Booksync podcast is back. Again, we are having to record this episode via Zoom, meaning the sound quality will not be great. Thanks so much for understanding. On a brighter note, we've got tons of exciting topics for our December episode. First up, let's talk about our month special. For December, our book of the month was The Puffin Keeper by Michael Mulpergut. It is a relatively new book, only released on the 12th of November this year, and it is amazing. It was written for the 80th birthday of Puffin. What did you guys think about it? I loved it. I think it has the beautiful message of being kind to animals and to people. I'm sure that everyone will enjoy this book, but maybe older readers will get slightly more out of it. It would also be a lovely book to read aloud to someone. I agree. It was very moving. However, I think even for older readers, it would still be a great book as the message applies to us all. And even though it may be a quicker and but a more meaningful read at an older age, it still has the portion of messages that will cut through at any age. Thanks for that. Louise, would you like to tell us some more about our December character of the month? Of course. This month, it is Rue from the Silver Sword, written by Ian Sorella. Brave, wise and selfless, Ruth brings up her two younger siblings and a stray child. She shoulders an enormous amount of responsibility and makes all readers instantly admire. And that's lovely. I really respect Ruth, although personally I prefer Bronia because she's always so positive and happy. Remember, if you have any ideas or reviews for the month's specials, contact us via our email, iobooks.inc at gmail.com. Also, we have some exciting news. We will be launching a new review section about crime, murder, and mystery books. What is everyone's current favorite crime story? For me, it's A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. The plot is thrilling and keeps you on your toes constantly. The main character is relatable and a fantastic detective. For me, I think it's Two Can Keep a Secret by Karen McManus. The plot was the most interesting and it seemed the most uncomplicated, but really well written. Also, Karen makes all the books she writes different and makes sure that you usually don't know exactly who the murderer will be. Although my favorite was also A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, I I really enjoyed reading One of Us is Lying because the plot is really complex, but you still have a go at solving the mystery yourself. And it's also full of drama and very fun to read as it's written from each of the four main characters' perspective. Last month, we read you all the third chapter of our lockdown story, Lockdown and Dandelion Estate. In case you forgot it, head to our website to read it again. Today, we're going to read you the fourth chapter. Lockdown and Dandelion Estate, chapter four. How was your day, children? Dad had just gotten out of the car with two big shopping bags hanging from his arms. Mom followed behind, hauling another carrier bag up the stone steps. I hope you didn't fight or make your aunt <coughs> nervous, continued their father, taking yet another bag from the overloaded car. Can you help me empty the car, please? Um, well, you too, Edward. It was a rhetorical question. The thoughts in Kate's head churned. She tugged at her short, dark brown hair tied back in a ponytail as she fought. The more she told herself that nothing was wrong, the more she felt sure there was. As she walked back towards the house, she decided that an emergency meeting in the den was needed. Hey, Edward, she whispered. What, he muttered back. Emergency meeting in the den. Why on earth? But fine, I'll spread the word. About an hour later, all the children were in their den. It had everything a little house should need. 
A little fireplace, they'd once camped in there, five slightly broken cups, a few plates, knives and forks, blankets and cushions. Sitting down slowly, everyone stared at Kate, who had called this meeting together. What? What do you want to talk about now? moaned Edward. Quietly, this is important. Don't let the adults hear this. They do not know and shall not know about what is happening, hissed Kate, glaring at her brother, who had casually leaned back on his elbow. And don't sit like that. It'll damage your back and it looks disrespectful. What respect do I owe you? demanded Edward. Stop. Less arguing, more thinking, Kate retorted. About what? Okay, are you all listening? Michael, please, you'll get back later. This is important. Listen to what I think. Kate explained her sombre thoughts patiently and clearly as questions fired her way. She knew that there was evidence. It was the truth, as clear as on black and white. The real ugly truth, convincing the others, was very difficult. This sounded like something out of storybook. The only person who Kate had no difficulty in making believe that her thinking was not as far-fetched as it seemed was Ivy, who, as soon as she had understood what her oldest sister meant, had shrunk back into the shadows, shaking all over. Kate, you're the one who is meant to be sensible. Don't be like Ivy. Keep both feet on the ground, pleaded Laura. Look, this may not sound realistic, but we need to investigate. What if this is an actual blackmail? Come on, Ivy, pull yourself together. A blackmailer is a blackmailer, not a murderer. You never know. What if they become both? Wailed Ivy, making Edward grimace. I don't want to be killed in my sleep. Ivy, you're going too far. You might be scared, but that is not likely to happen, Kate snapped. Ivy, when people murder other people, it's for a reason. They don't have a reason to kill us. After having spent half an hour comforting Ivy, Kate shrugged and decided there was no use in trying to come convince her siblings. It was plain to see that they refused to believe her. To them, her story was a muddle of poor evidence stuck together. Also, she was scaring Ivy. Ivy had always been sensitive and lived in a land of books and tales. She was always the first to believe something as unusuality and excitement was normal to her now. But when it came face to face with her in reality, it was a great shock which made her weak and tearful. Fine, we won't investigate, but report back anything unusual. Also, before I call off the meeting, we need to do something. What is it now? Can't I go? Haven't we done enough? groaned Edward. Before Kate could open her mouth to answer, he shot out of the den. Come back! This is the most important bit! cried Kate, sprinting towards him and soon grasping him and dragging him back towards the den. What? Come on, spit it out. Edward, you're so bad-tempered, replied Laura. Oh yeah? Repeat that. This is exactly what I wanted to talk about. Can't we stop fighting for once? There is something happening, whether it is or not, blackmail. It, and it is important. There is something that Unbrunhild is not telling us. She'll tell me. I'll go and ask, cried Michael, who everyone had forgotten and wanted to get a snack. No, shouted all his siblings in unison. Michael stared back confused. Kate lifted an eyebrow at Laura, who of course was rolling her eyes. Why hadn't Michael registered that they weren't supposed to tell the adults or they would either be mocked or forced to go back home? This was when they realised that they, were, they all really enjoyed coming here. They did want to help their aunt because although they still didn't like her as much as their other aunt, they liked her a bit more each day. There was always something nice that she did, like preparing them a good snack for them to take to their den 
or making their beds in the morning. They knew that she was going through a tough time and needed help. You know, Aunt Brynhild isn't actually that evil. I mean, she isn't the best aunt ever, but she does little things that are actually quite nice, Laura pointed out during a moment of silence. Yes, sighed Kate. She does act kindly for her actions, but not through her words. Remember when we arrived, she flew into a scarlet rage. Dad insulted her quite a bit, though, don't you agree? Whispered Edward reluctantly, as though betraying a dark secret. You're right, murmured Ivy uncomfortably, as she wasn't used to agreeing with her brother. I wouldn't have liked being called an old goat brain. Edward did not even have the urge to tease his sister, and instead just nodded. When she welcomed us, she continued, I think she'd been overworked and tired, and when she heard you, she pointed at, My she pointed at Michael with her chin. She just couldn't take it any longer. Ivy clutched her knees and rocked slowly back and forth. She looked like she was plunged in dark, gloomy thoughts. What did you want to tell us when Edward went out of the den? She asked. Ah, yes, we really need to do this. And I know it will be hard, but we have to try. I think we should make an oath about not fighting or arguing, declared Kate decidedly. I agree, mumbled Edward, surprising everyone. Then, noticing their stares, he added, I know, it's not even fun for me anymore. Me too, said Laura and Ivy at the same time. Michael, we need to do the oath. Okay, everyone's in favour of it. Repeat after me. Kate cleared her throat. We five landy children, Kate, Laura, Edward, Ivy, Michael, solemnly swear not to argue with our siblings until we leave Dandelion Estate and discover what is truly happening. For we all agree that something is happening with Aunt Brunhild. We swear that we will not tell the adults unless really needed about our aunt and the picture. After each child had sworn the oath, they shook each other's hands gravely as a sign of peace. After they had called an end to the meeting, they decided that now was the best time to get a snack. After all the confusion and desperation of the situation, the cook, Claudette, was famous for her incredible millionaire shortbread. And lucky for her, all the children were good eaters. When the children entered, Claudette was worried. They hadn't been in for the whole day. What was wrong? But when they came in with their smiles looking all fake, she knew something was definitely wrong. But the children looked so determined not to let their sadness show through that she, was, that she decided it was not worth it. The millionaire shortbread had just come out of the oven and was ready to be cooked. Come back in ten minutes when it's cooled, okay? The children all muttered something and left the kitchen solemnly in a straight line. Very unusual for them. But Claudette thought it was probably some argument the five had had. Or perhaps something else? We just wanted to say thank you so much for being so supportive over the whole of 2020. And thank you to all our Instagram followers and supporters. We hope that BookSync has brought a smile to your face. Here's to another year of bookish excitement. And a lovely 2021.